0: Welcome, this is a tribute episode to The Old Man. Most of you know me as Jimmy, and you know my father as Butch, Jimmy, Old Man, Grandpa, Uncle Butch, or maybe even Zero. My buddies and I had a podcast for a year and a half, and during that time, we were lucky enough to record three episodes with The Old Man. This audio file is all three of those episodes edited into one. There are links to the original episodes if anyone's interested. Anyone new to the podcast, the podcast is titled Pilots and Petards. We watched the first episode of TV shows and talked about it. The three shows we talked about today are, in this order, Sons of Anarchy, Dream On, and Westworld. From here on, I'm Jimbo, and the old man is Zero. Zero, take it from the top.
1: Welcome to Pilots and Petards Podcast. A podcast that has little or nothing to do with aviation, but everything to do with the first episode of the Filmet series. Batard is a real word, a bomb. Look it up.
0: And for our episode of Dream On, we have Honest John joining us. Honest John, anything else to add? People's champion of trivia and former motorcycle club president. Zero, would you like to, to start us off with your background with Sons of Anarchy?
1: I've watched it from start to finish several times. I don't want really want to talk about it too much because I'm afraid that it might <coughs> uh, have something to do with the, the questions I'm going to give you for the uh, trivia. And what I'd like to do is move right along because I'm getting cued by my producer because I'm under a time schedule.
0: Well, we certainly want to respect your time schedule zero, but honest, John, didn't you start a motorcycle club? That is true. I did start a motorcycle club based off of uh, watching the Sons of Anarchy TV show. That is correct. And Zero, what's your role in this uh, motorcycle club?
1: I'm a band member. I'm one of the the, uh, Southern Oregon originals. Nice. I, I, I forgot to put my colors on, but I have my best. Very impressive, too. But I don't think it's fair for you to spend a whole bunch of time asking John questions when I have to move along here because I'm under a time schedule.
0: Part one. The pilot episode doesn't really have any interesting or compelling characters. There's not a single character that I really care to see what happens.
1: How can you say that? Looked like more of a boy band than a outlaw motorcycle club. No, I disagree with all, with that, what you're saying. And also his tattoos were pathetic, you know. No, his tattoo was awesome. I, I tried for a long time to find low points and I watched the pilot three times to make my uh, trivia questions. And I thought that the low points for me was the beating up Kareem Elvis. Yep, agreed. Okay. And the dumb prospects that they get.
0: Well, that's one of the problems. They spend way too much time on side characters that you don't really care about. They should spend a lot more time with Jax and the main characters.
1: I think that was their plan, was just to emphasize on on, on, on Jack and Clay and Gina. Gemma Gemma? Gemma. 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 Peggy. You could just call her Peggy. Everybody knows no. Peggy. A couple things. The no
0: helmet thing, right on. That's cool. Whatever. If you're outlaw. No eye protection, however, is a huge no-no when riding a motorcycle with no visor. It and, doesn't matter night or day if and you're smoking no a money, cigarette and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but but mainly, like anyone who's even ridden a bicycle thirty miles per hour, yeah. your <laughs> eyeballs get so dry; it's just it's a horrible irritation. That would never happen. So that that was a
1: huge low point for me.
0: Zero, what's your most valuable part?
1: Like I said, I, I was really intrigued by the book. That was my highest point. And not only that, but it, it, it tells you a lot about what's going what the future is going to be.
0: All right, so now we're going to move into part two. We're going to spoil everything in this section. I think Jax is, is the most interesting thing to talk about at this point.
1: The whole background... Of, of Sons of Anarchy is that Jack finds his dad's diary in a book he's writing and he's trying to talk his kids not to get into the chaos of being a biker band and his father did not agree in which direction the the club was going and Jack was starting to feel guilty about the way the club was going and you, you there's several scenes in there where and even one time he tells Clay, what if we don't do anything? And Clay gets all mad at him. Well, what do you mean we can't do anything? We have to, you know, that's, that's what we do, you know, and stuff like that. But Jack was wanted to get the club back to where his father had started.
0: So if Aristotle was here, I think he would say that the story needs to have a moment of discovery or realization for the main character. Do we have that?
1: When Jack tells Gemma that why should he like his son? He's going to die? She slaps him in the face, and she says, "Don't ever do that and then after after he she slapped him in the face and he realized that you know he 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 changed his attitude about that baby. does he no, he did not i I would say he didn't because why was said, he crying when the baby
0: survived? He hadn't even gone and seen the baby. I agree that was a a small step in the direction. that was probably what got him to go back and see the baby.
1: No, I, I'm not saying that. That was the reason why he changed. I think he started change. He he started changing before he even found his father's diary or book. He didn't change. those. what I'm saying. Is he he was killing people at the very end of the show. When they go to get stop the Mexicans from going into the warehouse? Clay tells Jack, "Okay, this is up to you. You finish him off." But and, and Jack's got the gun pointed at the guy, but he will not shoot him.
0: Well, let me ask this. What are, what are we supposed to feel for Jax in this pilot episode? Because he's not a likable guy. I mean, he has, he has a couple moments where he kind of has some, some redeeming qualities. The only character that I actually feel for a little bit is Wendy. If, if I'm going to spend any pity on anyone, it's Wendy.
1: No. Well, how can you say that? Yeah, that's wild, man. Hey, she she's pregnant and she's shooting up crank. The yeah. baby comes out addicted, comes out addicted to, to crack. How could she that- be a nice person?
0: That's something to pity. She's treated like crap. Jax is the only one that treats her with any decency.
1: When, uh, Gemma tells Wendy, let's pray. And Wendy says, oh, okay. Je- Gemma grabs Wendy's hand. She says, oh, God, bless this whore, you know, mm-hmm, drug it was addict. It a great speech. That was one of my yeah. high points. I was-
0: That's a point to pity Wendy. I think if you're going to pity anyone, it's the son, obviously. The son of the junkie whore and the the yeah. father's outlaw, felon. I think, if anything, the only reason you're going to get drawn to it is if you're intrigued by the life of chaos, which a lot of people seem to really kind of thrive in that element. If you look at any strong character, let's look at uh, Walter White. His fear is like dying without taking care of his family first. So like he's, he's driven by his fear and we could look at maybe any of the main characters of any great great TV shows they all have like some fear that that motivates them but what's jack's fear what's his drive
1: in the pilot i think his motivation is that he wants to get the club back to where it was when his father started it in 1967
0: that's something that they probably could have spent some more time with i agree so there's some really awesome symbolism and metaphor with the baby's genetic defect, I thought that was brilliant. You have this just chaotic lifestyle and family like like that's like that's his real birth defect is he's born into the teller family absolutely, and that's that's kind of what I was saying with like the intrigue with Jacks teller is and his father like like his father said in that book, uh, this is for my son's Thomas, who's already at peace, and Jackson may he never know this life of chaos." And it's very clear that Jackson knows the life of chaos very well.
1: Gemma tells, uh, Jack that him and his brother both had that same birth defect and it, it was hereditary. And, and we also never said anything about who is Sam Crow? It was on my, on my list, but I forgot to ask it. Sam Crow is
0: Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club. Redwood Original.
1: It's just the acronym for their club.
0: Wait, how's it spell out Crow?
1: When John Thomas uh, wrote the book, he, instead of saying uh, the the acronym S A M C R O, he made it like S A M Sam and then C R O W Sam Crow. And that and, and and if you would have read the second page of of the uh, when uh, Jack opens up the the book. And the, and the second page, it it tells you.
0: They should actually release the the manuscript that John Teller writes as as a piece of fiction that, that that listeners can read. Yeah, yeah, I read that. Well, they were supposed to make a movie. What's the lowest show on the list that you guys can can compare this to? Because I think we are going way down.
1: I, I don't agree with your list at all.
0: That's fine. I'm thinking this is the second worst pilot we've we've watched.
1: No. Oh wow. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. That's. Uh... I would say. Uh, what's your number one?
0: Oh my god. The shield. Oh my, oh my <laughs>
1: goodness. No. On.
0: Wonderfalls. What do you think? This this or Wonderfalls, old man?
1: Uh, I never I never watched Wonderfalls.
0: You watched Wonderfalls twice. You said you liked it. Anyways.
1: Oh. But that's not what I asked you. Where's the shield at?
0: Oh, this is way below the shield. You know, what? I'm I'm just gonna cut our guess out on this one. I'm going to place Sons of Anarchy pilot at the new 55.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's fair.
0: Cool. <laughs> and so now we're going to move into part three. Stormy Daniel's dangling threads of interest. Because this, this really reminded me of Godfather. Michael's story is extremely depressing and tragic. It does not glorify being a gangster or a mobster. At all. I think a lot of people are going to watch Sons of Anarchy and think, yeah, this is cool and Jax is cool. Where, like, that Opie Winston and Donna argument, that's that's that real life. The junky whore pregnant ex-wife ODing with the kid, that's that real life. I think if you really watch it, anyone who, like, really pays attention would know this is not... Uh, career path this is not the lifestyle you want to live this outlaw uh, motorcycle club i would like to jump back to the overdose briefly i know there's been uh there has been a lot of studies over the effectiveness of narcan the lazarus drug so what do you guys think about that most junkies would probably spend the extra five bucks on their next hit than buy the spray that's going to save the life. You can't buy that.
1: The police department has it. The fire department has it. Hospitals have it. All these different places have it. But junkies just can't walk into the drugstore and say, oh, give me uh, five things of uh, Narcum because I'm going to go no deep five times. Yeah.
2: But,
0: well, I think one of the problems that people that are against the drug are saying that People will purposely buy cheaper drugs, more dangerous drugs, because they know they have this this bailout can that will bring them back to life.
1: I don't think people that OD want want to come back.
0: And so now we are going to move into our petardar. And for any new listeners, these are recommendations based on the pilot viewing experience. So, Zero, what what do you got for us?
1: The shows that me and Honest John... Have Speak watched for yourself a couple times, okay? Like Weeds, Bates Motel, Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Walking Dead. We watched them because the show progressed so much that every week we would talk about the show like you guys do on your podcast. Okay, that's nothing you would patardar.
0: So yeah, petardar- I wish I said
1: Weeds and Bates Motel.
0: Okay, oh, so Weeds and Bates and Bates Motel is your recommendations for. For people today?
1: I would say yeah.
0: Honest John, what's what's in your petardar? The Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix original. Narcos, also a Netflix original. I feel like they have a lot of the same characteristics as far as they kind of make you want to like the bad guy. And they kind of glorify the outlaws. And they make the life look... Uh, so glamorous, but it tends to be in the end that it really isn't. Yeah,
1: but those two... The, the, if you watch the pilot shows of those two, the pilot series first episode, you, I don't think you, you would get any better rating than The Sons of Anarchy. Narcos is a phenomenal show. Peaky
0: Blinders is, I would say, probably a better show than The Sons of Anarchy. Well, I can't
1: argue with honest John McCann, the motivation among the most honorable one.
0: Part 4. Zero is going to host our trivia competition. Go ahead, Zero.
1: Have you went much further than the pilot? No. Uh, did you pay much attention to the pilot? Sure. Okay, so you don't feel like Honest John has anything over you because he he's watched it three times?
0: I will admit Honest John is a heavy favorite for this petard trivia.
1: Okay, I, I think it would only be fair for John to give you one point spread. I'll take it. I, mean, I won't give it. Oh. <clears throat> that was honest, John the Con, the motivational man, the most honorable. So that was a no, Jim. You don't get the one point spread.
0: Typically, typically the trivia host has complete you know, godlike, you know, powers over Petard Trivia. You know, if you want to exercise those.
1: Well, let's see. After I ask the questions, what was your buzzer? That's my buzzer, ding ding. And your buzzer? Godfather. The buzzer is Godfather. Yes. I'm going to change my questions around a little bit because you are the underdog and I'm going to give the easy questions first. Okay. Now, in the pilot, you see two really familiar faces in it. Can you tell me what their names are? Ding ding. Face one is Peggy
0: Bundy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, face two. Hmm.
1: Well, face one is Peggy Bundy, folks. Uh, okay. Uh, do you, uh, do you, ha- you have anything to add to that, Jerry? You want to, you can get a point off this.
0: Can I get a hint?
1: Uh, oh, can I get a hint?
0: You already answered, John.
1: Oh, wow. He's a very known, well known actor. He's been in hundreds of things, and he's a funny looking guy.
0: I'm going to say, uh, Peggy Bundy and Elvis Presley are my answers.
1: Rob, I'm going to have to give the point to Honest John. Now, Honest John, for half a point, can you tell me what successful TV series those two familiar faces are from? Married with Children. That's only one person. I don't know who the other weird-looking guy is. Okay, so you get no points for that. The answer to the question was Katie Siegel... Who starred in a very successful TV series? In fact, it was one of your podcasts, Married with Children. Plus, she was the voice in Futurama. The other familiar face was Ron Perlman. He was in a successful TV series called The Magnificent Seven, and he was also in the early nineties. I think he was he was the star of Beauty and the Beast. So okay. we're going to give John a half a point. He didn't say he didn't say Katie Siegel. He said Peg Bundy, but. You know, I did say, uh, who's going to keep score?
0: I'll keep score. Half a point.
1: Two-point no, question. I said, well, no, I didn't say two-point question. I That's said fine. fine.
0: You got half credit. So Honest John has a half-point uh, half lead.
1: When Peggy asked Jack, did you go to the storage? And Jack says, I'm on my way. When he got to the storage and he was going through the things, what did he find in the box? Ding, ding. Godfather. Uh, he found the book his father wrote, "The Life and Death
0: of Sam Crow: How the Sons of Anarchy Lost Their Way" by John Thomas Teller.
1: Okay, John gets the point. For a half a point, who is John Teller? Ding, ding ding. John Teller is the father of Jackson Teller, the the original son of Anarchy. What message did John Thomas leave for his sons? Ding ding. He said, for my sons, Thomas, who is already at peace, and Jackson, may he never know this life of chaos. John gets the point. Okay. What is the name of the city? Ding, the, ding. ding. Oh, Charming. Okay, John gets the point. I think I already sealed it up, but let's keep going. This yeah. How fun. many what
0: questions are there?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. It just goes I, already got, I already got four and a half points, man. I mean, how many do I need? That's uh, five. What are the names of the other two motorcycle clubs Godfather. mentioned? Okay.
0: You have the Mayans. Yes. And the One Niners.
1: Right. You get one point for that.
0: Hold on. I got to interrupt. The One Niners are not a motorcycle club. They are just a regular Didn't, old gang. I think gang. he said game they right? They drive. No, he said motorcycle clubs. So you get the point, because the only motorcycle club was the Mayans. the The One Niners are just a typical Oakland street gang. They drive Cadillac Escalades. They wear purple. I'll take that point. Okay. You know, so you know, what's the Canada, score now, Jimbo? Four and a half to one, man. Yeah, it's four it's and a half, half, half. to one. So let's let's make it, let's make it interesting. How about five points? Next question is worth five points. How's, <laughs> how's that? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Name
1: four people that are in the Sons of Anarchy. Ding ding. God. Clay, Jax, Tig, Bobby Elvis, Juice,
0: Opie, uh Piney. I mean that's that's seven right there, so well yeah, you know you
1: only you you did that.
0: Alright, so that was a five pointer, so now I got nine and a half points. Alright, Hoyster, so we have we have the, the most brutal beating in Petard trivia um ever. Honest John is his, is reclaiming some uh date di- some dignity around town and, and I am, am losing a lot.
1: I tried to get you that point.
0: Yeah, you sure did. Thanks, sir. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I was wondering today when when I when when I was gonna when I found out I was gonna be the host that is it just a coincidence or is it an anomaly that in July you had a baby you had a baby girl and then in September Johnny has a baby girl and then all of a sudden Drew has a baby girl coincidence or
0: who knows man but. As as always it's you know it's your it's your hoister Jimbo that's setting the trend hmm. and then you got you know you know you got the you got the nineteen eighty four kiddos following up you know trying to be like trying to be like big brother
1: but i the point I was going to make was is Mo pregnant with the girl baby girl
0: ooh could be we'll have to wait and find out mo do you are are you going to hit us with a secret? And and technically I actually knew I was having a child before you knew so who was following who you know in those aspects yeah yours was,
1: yours came first but you know
0: I'm not sure if knowledge has anything to do with it but
1: oh uh, hey I didn't you know yeah and I would also like to uh, send a message to Bo, Is there's plenty of cute guys and son of sons of anarchy so it's something you might like
0: That's true she is a, she is a sucker
1: yeah, Mo will like Jack for sure. Face. Yeah, I, could,
0: I I see Mo liking a little Jackie. Jacks pops his shirt off. That was a high point that uh, we missed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back tap. Okay. All right. Well, hey, every day, Honest uh, John's hoistling. Every day, Zero's hoistling. Every day we hoistling. in. Jimbo out. all right so that'll wrap up our episode of sons of anarchy now for the episode of dream on and we have a guest jacob williams joining us along with zero
3: and honest john how's it going everybody
0: so honest john zero would you like to
1: say anything the people's chant. i'm zero and it pretty much speaks for itself
0: zero would you like to add any background before we start
1: um, my background goes back to I would say Monday when I was asked if I wanted to be on the podcast, and I take my, I, I I take it pretty serious when I watch my when I watched the first episode, the pilot. Uh, I'd I like to talk about that later. But about four days background.
0: Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I figured I thought I was about to hear this story, how, you know, he was up all night on Sunday watching it like, back in the day.
0: Yeah. I remember July 7th, 1990. It was uh, a rainy yeah. day in <laughs> Southern Oregon. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So part one. Part one will be spoiler free. John, would you like to start us off with your high points? Uh, the first time I watched it, I almost stopped it like four times, was not interested at all was not enjoying the the old kind of cinematography. And just the quality of the, the picture on the screen, too, was kind of choppy. Um, that's your high point? <laughs> <laughs> but the, on the rewatch, it was definitely
1: much more enjoyable. That's for sure. All right, Zero, jump in there. The flashbacks that Martin keeps having is what, what he would like to hear. I grew up with TV, too, and I could really relate to him. So uh, that was definitely a high point. I also liked uh, some of Judas' and uh, Martin's conversations, but I'll get back with that.
0: There's a lot more low points in this episode than (laughs) high points. Us judging it based off the pilot is not doing it justice.
1: Yeah, that's what this show's about.
0: That's probably uh, going to be answered. I think it's time to transition into some low points. Oh wait, I I didn't even get to say my high point. Zero cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> we we can always bounce back and forth between highs and lows. You know that's typically how it goes. Just from the intro, it really highlights the cheesiness of the show. And this this show was suffering from extreme cheesiness.
1: I, I don't know if I agree with that, but my whole life is built around TV and Netflix and things like that. You know. And it's a great form of entertainment and knowledge.
0: Melchis, yeah, Melchis. Melchis is Milkus, absolutely yeah, disgusting. I agree. Like everything Milkus, about that character yeah, I, so annoying, yeah. so terrible in every single way
3: imaginable. I 100% agree.
0: Hoysters, we are going to move into our MVP. This is the most valuable part of the pilot. And so,
1: Zero, why don't you start us off? What was your MVP? When uh, Martin and Jeremy are going to have a conversation about Richard. And it's almost like like Martin is interrogating him. Oh, but you know this and that. Oh no, man. You know she's. I, I thought that was uh, good. Good acting on both parts.
0: So now, the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for. Are any of us going to keep watching this show?
3: In the in a perfect world where the episodes would be easy to find, because <laughs> they're not on the HBO Go or HBO Now or
1: they're nowhere. So how are you going to continue watching something that don't exist?
3: So I, I want to make sure, because I'm answering this theoretically.
1: In theory, yes.
3: In theory, <laughs> I would be continue watching this, yes.
0: Honest, John? I would pass on continue to watch it. I did give it a rewatch, and I liked it a little better, the, the rewatch. The older kind of quality of the stuff. And uh, if I watch a comedy, I'd like to laugh a few times an episode. Oh, there but was I'm, some
1: funny parts <laughs>
0: Yeah, I maybe when I was 12 or 13 or 14 and kind of a younger adult and, you know, those puns would have been funnier, maybe. But at this point, I I would pass. It's humor. So, Zero, I think we know what you're stepping in. What are you going with?
1: I would definitely uh, continue watching it, like I said, but I don't don't have the option. When we're we're spoiler free, I'll talk more about it.
0: And so now, Hoisters, the moment we've all been waiting for to hoist or not to hoist. That is the question. For any new listeners, to hoist a pilot means it's a bad pilot. To not hoist means it's a good
1: pilot. Zero, what's it going to be? uh the first time I watched it, it would have definitely—I would have definitely have hoisted it because of that maid. If I did not, <laughs> I hated that maid, and it ruined it for me for the whole series. Okay, even though she wasn't in it very many scenes, but it just ruined it. But the more and more I watched it. I realized there was a lot more involved in it than uh, some people's interpretation of it. I thought all the acting was good and everything. The more I watched it, the more I liked it. Is it a hoist or is it a not hoist Not hoist. No, not a hoist, man.
0: Listeners, you heard it. By split decision, Zero's bumping it to a not-hoist. And now we're going to move into part two. This is our... Spoiler zone, we are gonna run wild. If you haven't watched the episode and you want to, good luck finding it on the internet, but we're about to talk about it. <laughs> and we're gonna start off with our Crabman Award. Hey, girl. hey Crab Man. For any new listeners, the Crab Man is a character with a small role, sentient being, giving way more than they are taking. Alright, Zero. So we'll, so who was your Crabman for this
1: episode? Or Crab Woman? Oh, it was it was it was Toby. She would be a Crab Woman.
0: Richard had such a huge effect on essentially three of the, the six characters. The whole thing showed. So that's why I nominated Richard for the Crabman. I'm sure he is a a huge character throughout the series. I have no idea,
1: but
3: he actually only shows up on screen, like in the last episode or something like that.
1: Oh, really? And it was nice. on I like Richard even more. It was on for six seasons. That divorce, divorce went on for six years. <laughs> And because you don't see him until the last episode.
0: So I'm actually o- opening back up. I'm gonna say, uh, I thought the whipped cream girl, sorry, the whipped cream woman, she was extremely sexy. Sexy voice, practically nude to be shallow. Um, she was the most enjoyable thing for my viewing. Oh, yeah, I don't know if, about. I don't know how
1: you brought that into the conversation, but <laughs> if only they would
0: have had Nora as the whipped cream girl.
1: No, Nora wouldn't be involved with stuff like that. Am I like supposed that. to know, it, w- was
0: Nora the first one? Nora was the first Norma. date that was cheating on her husband, called the husband from Yeah, that was good, man. <laughs> she, she, was, she was a potential yeah, Nora woman. would have been a good uh, woman yeah. girl. I know. So now we're going to jump into the MoZone. This is where we dive deep into the spoilers. We're going to talk about the plot, the pilot, the characters. We have a decent amount to talk about here. So – And and let's just talk about Martin because two years and you haven't signed your divorce papers yet. And we can maybe jump into this also in the dangling threads to get a little outside the pilot. But uh, to me, that's that's alarming first and only love. He's probably he's probably only had sex with with one woman.
3: Yeah, that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I would say that's true, especially with his encounter with the whipped cream girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he backed out of that. I would have ran from the from the, whip from the lady. <laughs> I wouldn't want anything to do with her. Well,
0: you'd be the only one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I would have had a dentist appointment, and uh, I'd only have six weeks to live. Yeah. You know, I, I would have went the same way as him on all those.
3: I definitely would have had six, months, uh, six weeks to live with that woman as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was the only call. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see nothing wrong with Martin. <laughs> and i don't think he has he can't make it with Whitman because first of all him and his ex-wife are going through the box and they pull out the the, the pine cones and the, the clay and the uh, animals and the wa- melted ice that that was a rom- romantic situation all those things
0: yeah you know that's a good point he he was uh he is he is a bit of a romantic i guess
1: do you think there was any symbolism behind martin uh, and the Statue of Liberty, let's say that the Statue of Liberty stands for freedom or something like that, and Martin's looking at that saying, you know what? I'm finally free, man. We're done. The divorce is over. I'm going to grow up now. I'm going to start moving ahead. And it doesn't have to be sexual things that motivate a man to forget about his wife. You know, you just got to be growing up about it. That was deep, Zero. So like he's he's looking at the Statue of Liberty saying you know what I'm liberated man I'm free.
0: Actually he kind of seemed like he was more in a downer position so so to me it was it, it was a bit ironic. He looked
1: depressed as hell. Oh a little, you can't judge his yeah, position by. Yeah. Either.
0: So I I thought it was more of an ironic scene but yeah the symbolism for for the statue was excellent. All right Jose so now we are gonna move into the put it anywhere guys quest for the best and worst pilots and we're gonna place the first episode the pilot for dream on into our running list zero what would you say as far as uh how would you compare it with the rookie uh
1: the, the rookie is probably the worst series i've ever seen in my life a pilot i absolutely hated it okay i would say that uh this is definitely better above alex inc you think so you really like that kid from Alex Inc., though.
0: Yeah, Alex Inc. had one extremely strong character. Yeah, you just might not have seen it. Yeah, before.
1: but you guys did, I don't even, I think we you hoisted it.
0: Oh, we definitely hoisted it, yeah. I've seen Alex Inc., and I say Alex Inc. is better than this one. No, it wasn't. Let's put it below Alex Inc. I think that's fair for now.
1: Not the rookie. Nobody's ever going to accept that.
0: <laughs> All right, so we have a new 55. The new 55. Close, Jacob.
3: That's all right, I'll get them next time.
0: Yeah, you'll get them next time, man. Just keep trying. (laughs) You know, the bad shows make good conversations, though.
1: Yeah, that's true. It wasn't a bad show,
2: though.
0: Part three, Hoisters. We're going to go outside of the pilot. We're going to talk about themes related to the show, but we're not really going to spend much time talking about what happened in the show.
1: I don't know. I don't believe that they should have sex or nudity in, in, in any show.
0: What's your biggest problem with having nudity in film?
1: Well, it takes away from the story. Useless time. You, I don't want to see no guy's ass. Okay. <laughs> I actually, I get, I, there's been shows before that I hated because if I had to see that guy's ass one more time in, in a half hour, I, you know, I just hated it, you know, but it had nothing to do with the plot.
0: I, I would agree with that. I think in, Almost every single instance, nudity is doing little to nothing for the actual plot. So yeah. I actually agree with you.
1: I know I, I'm, I'm an old guy, but I don't find it arousing. But this,
0: uh, What are you laughing
1: for? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. Probably best I don't go into the details of why I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, and some shows are really good and they just waste too much time on, this, on the sex. We had
0: talked about how long does it take to get over someone. So, Zero, how long does it take?
1: She's I would say a minimum of probably half hour. <laughs> <laughs> somebody doesn't like you, and they tell you right to your face that they don't like you, and then they, and then they leave you and move in with somebody else. What, how are you going to prevent that? What are you going to do about it? So, Show her some pine cones and melted snow. Yeah. I could see it lasting
0: two years. Like I don't think that's that much of a stretch for some people. Oh, I don't know. I think two years might be just a little bit past yeah. the expiration date. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think also it's probably different now than it was back With in. Dating's so much different now. Yeah, totally. Martin. Martin could have got on Tinder. Well, Martin had old Charles, uh, Eddie Charles's hand me down, so he practically <laughs> had Tinder back there. That was like the original Tinder. We are going to give our recommendations for our listeners based on our viewing experience today. This show definitely precedes Cable Guy. Cable Guy does it a bit better, probably thanks to Jim Carrey. And then 40-Year-Old Virgin also does it a lot better.
1: I don't even see how there's any similarity.
0: Well, Cable Guy is pretty much the same exact thing. A a guy that grows up on TV, 40-Year-Old Virgin is someone that cannot move on with their life because they're really awkward with women. So. All right Zero what's in your
1: petardar Dead men don't wear plaid It's a probably 1980s movie with uh, Steve Martin and it it actually does the reverse of okay it does it does the reverse of dream on he puts himself in old movies so it's kind of you know related with the flashbacks anyway
0: part 4 Part four is our fun part. We are gonna do petard trivia. These will be very trivial questions, but as I mentioned earlier, championship title on the line. And Jacob, if you are if you are willing to accept this challenge, and we are gonna propose a Royal Rumble three-man winner goes home with the championship
1: title.
3: Yeah, I dig it.
1: Can I I ask one question before you start the trivia? Sure. We cannot give our buzzards until after you say the end of the question. That's incorrect. Okay. Okay. No, I was asking
0: a question. No, that's not the way it's going to go. That wasn't a question either. Okay. but Thank um, you. Yeah. Champion, Jacob Williams. His buzzard's going to go like this.
3: boy oi oi oing.
0: And we have number one contender, Honest John. His buzzard's going to go like this. Ding. And we have special, uh, uh, we have, we have a, uh, Yeah, we have Zero joining in. Zero's (laughs) buzzer is going to go like this. Beep. And these will be five questions. There's going to be no multiple choice. They will all be closest or best answer. And there will be one point each. Question number five is going to be worth two points. So question number one. Closest answer will win the point. Dream On is considered a groundbreaking sitcom because of its use of uncensored oing, language. Oing, oing, oing. Uh, Jacob Williams.
3: Uncensored language and nudity.
0: That is not correct, Honest John. I also I I, I heard you uh buzz in there. Um, well, unless the verbiage is wrong, I'm going to say uncensored profanity and nudity, but that's pretty much the same thing Jacob said. So you're both wrong, Zero. Would you like me to actually ask the question? Uh Yeah. Oh, the question. I didn't know I could get the question. No, you didn't. <laughs> they can't beep no more. Dream On is considered a groundbreaking sitcom because of its use of uncensored language, period. How many times is the word fucked used in the first episode? Go ahead, Zero. Closest answer. We'll get the point. Once. That is correct. It was used one time. Damn it. Zero jumps in for one point. Yeah, you guys, you know, early bird doesn't always get the worm question number two best answer will get this point which u.s president slash
1: president?
3: Hey.
0: zero was the first one
1: ronald reagan and uh abraham lincoln
0: zero is going to get that point the uh the correct answer was was ronald reagan so i'm not i'm not gonna i'm, I'm not gonna discount him for having for having an extra president in there i'm pretty sure abraham lincoln was never on the big or little screen but that's okay no oh he was no, no he, he was he was, yeah, he was, he in was one but, of the flashbacks uh,
3: an actor playing abraham lincoln
0: yeah it wasn't the real the president but... abraham lincoln was was definitely not in there oh obviously zero has a two-point lead you guys this is
3: i know it's embarrassing
0: yeah question number three closest answer will get the point where did the thought bubbles in the first episode come from Okay, let me build a little more context. So Martin is the main character. He has these thought bubbles of, of older clips. Where oh, did boy, those yo, thought yo, bubbles? Bo- Jacob Williams?
3: It came from the Universal back Catalog pre-1960.
0: Jacob's gonna, gonna, gonna get, going to get that point. Well, how would we know that? Yeah, so it was Universal Studios' vast library of, of ancient B dramas. It also had 400 hours of the Shields Playhouse and Craft Theater, along with some other 50s anthology series. But but Jacob Williams will get that point.
1: That was in the pilot? I never heard him say that.
0: Okay, question no, number four. We have a, zero's got the lead, two points. Jacob won. Honest John coming in with a, a very honest zero. <laughs> hey, don't use zero. Don't get confused here, bud. Question number four. Best answer will get the point. What excuses does Martin give to get rid of his dates?
1: Thrill, bing, beep,
0: beep. Zero's first to buzz in there?
1: The first excuse he used for his first date was that he had a dentist appointment. The second excuse he used for his second date, he, he was going to die in six weeks because he wanted a lasting relationship. And there was a third one, uh, whipped cream girl, and he, he never gave him a reason why. He just got up and left.
0: I'll accept that answer. Well
3: I was gonna complete the answer. The whipped cream gave him uh an upset stomach.
0: But technically technically he didn't give give an excuse, but yes, yes, he he probably did. He probably gave that one up. So Zero will get that point. It sounds like Zero's gonna go home with No, it's worth
3: two points. I can catch up. Jacob
0: can get two points in time. Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry Jacob. Yeah. Question number five. So honest John is out of the ring. I'm not even sure if he was playing. <laughs>
3: honest John over the top <laughs> rope. <laughs>
0: This is actually part of the plan, boys. It's going just like we planned it here. <laughs> yeah, watch gonna, this next he's one. He's going to come back in with a chair or something, right? So yeah, Watch this next one. Okay, question number five. Worth two points. In the closing credits, what two statues? Ding! Honest John. The one statue was uh, Lady Liberty, the Statue of Liberty. And, um, you know, I'll take my half point just so I didn't get shut out.
1: No, oh, that's just one point. You got half
0: of the it's a rate. two point qu- Okay, I'll take the full point, then that's fine.
3: Boy, boi- oi-, oi, oi,
0: Okay, Jacob Williams?
3: This is going to be a complete Hail Mary because it's New York. I'm going to go Statue of Liberty and the Wall Street Bull.
0: That would be incorrect. So, Honest John does have partial credit. Zero, can you complete the answer? Mm. I guess it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. The correct answer is. The General William Sherman statue. It's all gold. He's riding a horse, and there's like a little angel thing that has a bow and arrow. And that's that's in Central Park. That's on the that's on the southeast,
3: oh. southeast part
0: of Central Park. The other one is the Statue of Liberty. So Honest John will get one point for that.
3: Honest John back into the ring with the chair to Jacob. And Zero's gonna go home with the title.
0: You know, everyone counted him out, you know. <laughs> Alright, so Zero as as the new. Petard trivia champion. Do you have anything to say to all the fans out there?
1: Well, he brought his own trophy. Yeah. I don't know if you can see this or not. That was given to us courtesy of Tracy Trophy. Thank you, Tracy Trophy. So we could pass the trophy from champion. Yeah. Okay. You never get to keep it. It just goes from me to Jacob or from me to Honest John. The, the women that he went out with, the three they showed, Eddie set them up with all three of them. And one was married, one was a psycho, and then the other one was, what? Uh,
3: was the whipped cream Mas- girl.
1: Mastodis? Yeah, yeah whipped cream girl. Cream girl. You know? That's They're not what maybe, he... Yeah. He wanted to meet somebody that maybe went to church or goes buy some groceries Clearly stuff he like didn't. That. He
0: could have went to church to meet a woman. Dove back into part two here. Well, Zero got all deep. Nobody was expecting that.
2: No. He, I was he had season. a
1: flashback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You uh, had a cut scene. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay. Every day we're hoistling. Every, Every day we're hoistling. Or hoisting. Every day we're hoistling. Jimbo out. That'll wrap up Dream On. And now for Zero's last guest appearance for The Westworld. And we have Drew and Mo also joining us on this episode.
2: So join us today as we cast judgment and determine if the existential artificial intelligence mystery Western, Westworld, will be hoisted or not hoisted. That is the question.
0: And joining
1: us, returning hoister, Zero. Zero, would you like to say anything? Uh, just that I'm Zero. Oh, and I am happen to be trivia champion. <laughs> Johnny gave me a number one champion piece of bling that I got to pass on to the next champion. Plus, we have a trophy now. I don't know if you guys saw the trophies.
0: And Zero has some old school background. Zero, you want to hit us with your background?
1: Well, uh, the only background I had was from the original movie in 1973. That that basically was all my background was, was the movie. Uh, you know, I know, remember the actors that were in it and all that kind of stuff. You know.
0: Our goal here is to keep the first part spoiler free. So go ahead, Zero.
1: Start us off. Uh, there, there's probably a couple high points that I would say I like, uh, but I I had to watch it twice. Probably maybe almost three times before I could find a high point, and that the, my high point was when the the gang comes into the bar, and uh, two of uh, the 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 gang are going to start harassing this girl by the piano. You know, I don't know what it was going to lead to. Maeve Millie shoots one in the face, and then shoots the other one in the face, and I thought I, I really liked that.
0: That seems like a fairly low high point. What do you have for low points?
1: The my lowest point was that it was so confusing and I, I had to watch the introduction I would say probably six times and pause it and did everything I could to try to make sense of it and I, I it was just really confusing for me I was almost not going to want to do the podcast because I, <laughs> I, I felt so unprepared for it you know but then after I watched it the second time it, it was getting better it's not, it's not U-Zero, it's the pilot. Yeah,
4: I mean, I'm with you. Like, We watch a pilot twice because we do this show. Having to watch a pilot twice just to understand the pilot is not a good sign. No, not at all. Um, and it's definitely not what you want to do.
0: I would even add, I bet if we just skip the pilot, like anyone, like Hoisters, if you just start with episode two, I don't think you'll miss anything. Like anything important in the first episode,
1: they're going to come back to you.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: I think you'd miss a lot if you didn't watch the pilot. The last scene... Of the pilot led you to believe there's more going on to what we were seeing. All right, so fine. Watch the very last
0: scene, and I think you'd be okay. No, that is not what I said. <laughs> let's move. On. Yeah, let's move on. Ah, okay. All right, hoisters, and now we're going to move into the moment before the moment we've all been waiting for. Are we going to watch or rewatch this show? Zero, you going to watch it?
1: Uh, I I think. uh, since TV and movies and Netflix and all those other things are, are my whole life, I probably will uh, continue watching it, yeah. I'll say I'm probably going to watch it because Mrs. Nomalous really
0: liked it. She actually went and read all the summaries for, the, like, maybe, for maybe the first season. <laughs> so I will probably watch it with her. <laughs> but if it wasn't for her, I don't think I care about any plot point or character in this series enough to watch the second episode.
2: Yeah, I am def- I watched the whole series, and I regretted it completely.
0: Oh, hoo. All right, hoisters. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist? That is the question. For any new listeners, if we hoist a pilot, that means it's not good. If we not hoist it, that means it's good enough.
1: <laughs> I'm going to hoist it. Oh. Why zero?
2: Hoist it. Hoist it.
1: The reason I'm going to hoist it is because... Like I said, it was so confusing, and I had to watch it so many times. The the wife even told me that uh, uh, she she couldn't watch that thing anymore. It's too confusing. She couldn't understand it. And I think that most people that started watching that, if they didn't have any background in it, they wouldn't enjoy the movie, even though it does have nice scenery.
0: Just to build on that, this thing's definitely pressing the threshold of too much work to enjoy.
1: Yes, it is a lot
4: of work. That's a very good way to put it. And Mo makes it seem like it is not worth it.
2: It just was weird, all right, so snap
0: hoist, you know just just a does it matter, yes or no, Does it matter if characters in the stuff you read or watch are real or not, or sentient or robots?
2: It should not in my opinion, in the way i I don't think it matters
4: Jimbo snap hoist you you tell us,
0: I mean, if they transition then then yes, they could gain it, but yeah, but yeah, I don't
4: care about robots, zero.
1: I, I don't know. Sometimes I think uh, I, I'd rather be an android than a host than uh, the guest.
4: I think it's better that they don't explore those questions in that universe. I'm fine it's with like, that, Jimbo. I'll put that in there.
2: Yeah. It's like Castaway when he cries when he loses his volleyball. Yeah.
4: Don't think about it too much. It's just emotional. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't feel bad for the
0: volleyball. You feel bad for Tom Hanks's character. I kind okay, of felt wait. bad for the volleyball. Oh my god, no, I you did not. I did. I did. Hey, uh, that was friend.
4: That was a, that was a character of the story, man. I always kind of wanted them to be reunited at the end. It didn't happen. Spoiler like he alert. just Oysters, make fun of Drew on Twitter.
1: Hey, he's just sensitive Fuck guy. That's Drew that's has emotions, and also I'm getting a little bit. Tear right. <laughs> up here. I'm a little emotional. In most of the movies that I've seen that had androids, I thought androids weren't supposed to have any emotions or feelings or stuff like that. But this contradicted the whole thing that I believed that
2: kind of like how they were able to turn them on and off, turn on and off the emotion because we got a we got a little bit of a look into the android aspect of them when they were programming them or interviewing them or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think I think most people would say that they aren't feeling emotions. They aren't they you know, they might be displaying emotions for like a show. But it's it's all code. Of course there's some breaking of that, like in the story. Like that's that's what's gonna I think that's what's gonna be the deep conflict.
2: The reveries.
0: It would be interesting to step outside of the Westworld world and see the real world there because who I mean, who knows? Maybe they eliminated disease and everyone has good health and there's abundance of wealth. And that's why they can have such a huge plot of land for like adult Disneyland.
4: Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would be pretty interested to see like some fiction or like some positive aspects of AI, because if the world's going to be uninhabitable, if we don't change anything by 2040, humans aren't going to last much more than like four or five generations. So like, what does that mean for like robots inheriting the earth? Possibly
1: look at, uh, the cars that uh, with driverless cars, they've already had accidents. And that's something that you would think that they wouldn't produce. Isn't that the same as like Westworld, your your project going bad, sour, and you got no control over it? I mean, you know, is the car smarter than the driver? Or?
0: But there's at least some evidence that the driverless cars produce less accidents than actual human drivers.
1: Making omelets,
0: breaking
4: eggs, metaphor.
0: Back to your original question, Drew. Japan. I don't have a specific story off the top of my head, but the Japanese have a way more positive relationship with this idea of robots. I would be very shocked if they didn't have an abundance of literature with a positive spin on robots. It's very much a cultural thing.
2: There's like sex robots. In- and
0: <laughs> Why not? Safer.
2: Exactly. And it's just companionship for maybe people that can't find companionship with humans. It, you can program it to do exactly what you want.
1: Kind of like being married. Nice.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're married and you have sex with a robot or an android, Is would that you? be infidelity?
4: What do you guys think? It's a very good question, Zero. Better ask Jesus. <laughs> I'm saying
1: yes. No, you better ask your spouse.
4: Well, I mean, I'm not asking my spouse, but I'm thinking about my spouse. Um, yes, I would not be happy if there was like robot booty calls.
2: I don't think I would care. I don't know, I think it's just wanting to get yours and you get to design this perfect looking person that you can have sex with. That's kinda of awesome. Why not?
1: No, I'm all for it, Mo. Yeah. No, you that's a terrible thing to say. You're married.
2: It's just a robot. I'm all for it. Why not? It might it might make your marriage stronger by letting them just go out and do their get it out of their system and fuck Angelina Jolie.
4: Go out, Mo. Like their sex <laughs> robot is in the closet. It's all about safety.
2: I'd rather have him cheat with the AI than a prostitute. Or I'm sorry, sex worker. Sorry.
4: Your partner's going to get the electronic clap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> get a bad chip. <laughs> we ended on electronic venereal diseases. Like, we can't top that.
2: Yeah, that was a solid closing question, Zero. Should we do trivia? Trivia time?
1: Trivia time. I I know Zero's bragging out of here. And I would like to uh, tell you guys that I was completely unprepared for this.
2: What you watched the pilot like five times.
1: No, okay. I only found out about this just like the last time. But the last time <laughs> I, I was unprepared. I took the championship. I wasn't going to put my trophy and my my, my uh, number one bling on the table because I thought I was you know wasn't prepared. And then I, then I thought about it and I says, well, that's not really fair. So. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to uh, put my trophies on the table.
0: Wow. All right, Hoisters, you heard zero. It. This is a, a championship you. three-way Royal Rumble winner is going home with a petard trivia bling and trophy.
4: That's not how the Royal Rumble works, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. come on. Not, not the that Royal, Royal Rumble person. has 30 people. Battle Royale, Drew? Yes, Battle Royale is a better one. Battle, Three-person
0: yeah. Battle Royale, excuse me. Yeah, that's more politically correct.
4: Royal Rumble is not politically incorrect. It's just incorrect. Touche. All right, listeners.
0: Long trivia short, Zero got brutally beat. Four, one, zero. Zero scored zero on the trivia. So I just deleted it. And if you can't tell by the plugs, the show is officially over. But if you love us as much as we love us, we're going to stick around for a few more things. Zero has a couple things to share. We have the true story of how Zero broke his leg with the surfboard. I'm sorry, Hoisters. I'm sorry, Sebastian. I had a few of the details wrong, but Zero's going to clear that up.
2: I haven't heard the story at all, so.
0: We would like to thank Jake Drew for our intro and outro music. If you would like any intro or outro music, you may contact Jake Drew. There's a link to him in the show notes. So last week, I accused Sebastian of breaking Zero's foot with a surfboard, zero and zero was very quick to text me and tell me that I had it all wrong, so zero, can you clarify what happened
1: yeah I, I I told Jim that I wanted him to uh tell Sebastian that he did not break my foot. He dropped off the surfboard at my house, and when I went to pick up the surfboard to put it in the backyard after he had left, I tried to have my wife help me with me help me with the surfboard. And she says, uh, Oh, you're a big sissy. You can pick up that surfboard by yourself and all this kind of stuff. So I went to pick it up. Uh, I don't know if you guys are surfers or not, but I got kind of short arms <laughs> and it didn't reach all the way around the surfboard and it slipped out of my hand and landed it on my foot. Oh. And it brought tears to my eyes. And <laughs> the f- funniest part of the story is my wife called me big sissy. And she carried the surfboard in the backyard. <laughs> Mrs.
4: Zero is the true villain of the story.
1: Jimbo wanted me to uh, give a brief uh, thing about when the first day I met Mo. Uh, he he texts me, and he says, oh, I have some people from the Peace Corps going to be driving to Seattle, so I told him they can stay at your house. So, you know, he still has his room here, so I said, yeah, I'll put him in, in the room, no problem. And I thought it was kind of a, a coincidence that the person that he, he was talking about in the Peace Corps happened to live in the same town as, <clears throat> as Mo, so... Uh, I asked Jim. I says, "Hey, uh, is that Mo?" And he says, "Yeah." So I'm I'm all excited now, right? Because I just always was dying to meet her. So uh, I the, she says, "Okay, we're you know," she, she texts me and says, "We're not going to be able to stay overnight." But she texted me too late for that because I already sent the wife out to buy all kinds of horrors. We had beer, <laughs> wine, cigarettes, and everything like that, and you know, and then she calls. Oh, me man, up. I
2: missed out. <laughs>
1: And and then she says we're we're, we're we're you know in Rogue River you know which is about fifteen miles away. So I went out in my garage and uh, I, I was smoking uh, my pipe. And uh, her and Tommy pull up, and uh, I asked Tom if he wanted a beer. And He says, "Oh yeah, you know." So he was having fun, drinking his beer. And I asked Mo, oh, I says, "Hey, you want to hit? You know?" And I I forgot to tell her that it was Honest John's Chronic. I mean, this is this stuff Ooh, is like goodness. one one hit, and you're, you know you, you you can't walk no more. And so me and Mo are out there passing the pipe around, and everything like that. She didn't want nothing to drink. She didn't want nothing to eat.
2: I was saving myself for In and Out. Remember zero
1: yeah yeah oh that well that's it as soon as you right after she got there she says well, we got to go man i'm just jones and i gotta go to the in and out i gotta go to the in and out it I was said, the, the got chronic food here, you know, <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go to in and out and and i would like to say that me and drewbert kind of go back a long ways in fact we're in the room he used to stay when he used to come during the summers this this was the room he stayed in and they i remember him and jimmy would be on the couch and they'd have their lightsabers and their, uh, Drew would have a Darth Vader helmet and Jimmy would have a stormtrooper helmet, you know, and they're taking pictures and they got little toys with them and everything like that. And then, uh, uh, we go out in the shed. I says, come on, you want to see some star Wars stuff? I says, come out in my shed. And he's going through all my star Wars stuff. And he says, wow, man, he says, you got a lot of good star Wars stuff. (laughs) And he says, I always wanted a hand solo and carbonite. And I reached inside my box and I handed him one, and yes. you could see these little tears coming out of his eyes. It was it was so emotional, you know. But I mean, you know, he just, you know, it was like Santa Claus giving him something, you know.
4: It's because I'm in touch with my emotions, zero, I'm like Jimbo, <laughs> who doesn't care about people's connections to things, both physical and non-physical. That's why he hates androids. I remember I don't that hate zero. The I appreciate you.
0: I just don't care if they're raped on a TV show. We'll put that in a box for our show. So wrong. Alright, Mo, do you do you want do you want to add anything to that story?
2: Zero Zero gave a really great telling of of our first meeting. It was great though. And I loved I got an awesome toy too. He pulled out a Mo from the Three Stooges and a little a little figurine. And he's he mentioned, and I don't think you ever told me, Zero, that one you you and um Jimbo were had a bet that I wouldn't know who it was.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he won the bet. You knew who it was. But uh yeah, that was that that was that was a nice experience.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe one weekend we'll drive down while Jimbo's in town.
1: Well, you only got a couple of days to go. Yeah, but, maybe next time. You know, I wasn't I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say tell the story about our first meeting, and then Jimbo wanted me to you know tell the story, and I said I might that, you know she might get offended by that because I'm kind of putting her business on. The street. Oh no, I don't care. But then I figured anybody called. Motherfucking marvelous Miss Moe. And I said, What the fuck does she care if anybody (laughs) knows she smokes pot? I did get really high. No,
2: no, that chronic was strong because I was supposed to drive from there to Portland. And then I had to tell Tommy to drive because I was like, I'm really high. Like, I don't know if I can drive. (laughs) (laughs) So he was all annoyed at me. Well, not he he was fine driving, but he was like, You said you would drive. And I'm like, I'm high. I can't.
4: Honest John brings the the power. Honest John brings the strain. That's very true.
0: All right, hoisters. On that note, I think it's that time where we uh,
1: say goodbye. Every day I'm hoisting. Zero out. Oh, and it, hey, it was a pleasure, man. I mean, this was a real honor just to, to be with you guys again. It brings back old times. You know what I mean? Every day we hoisting. Jimbo out. And Drew, I like uh, I like your, your facial hair.